Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Of course, all eyes are on, uh, well, I was going to say Brantford, but technically along the path of the Grand River uh, with the terrible incidents that occurred yesterday. Uh, the uh, recovery effort, as you heard on CHML News, is continuing for that young boy that was washed away. Uh, one of the great tragedies in this whole story. But uh, Brantford's mayor has urged people to stay away from the affected flooded areas. That makes all kinds of sense. Uh, we're going to try to get a couple of different angles on this. And uh, to begin our coverage on the program, we are pleased to welcome back to the program Mark Robinson, severe weather expert, educator, storm chaser, of course, with the Weather Network. Mark, always a pleasure. How are you today? Uh, good. I'm a little tired, but uh, but good. Yeah, Here well, you know. you, when this sort of thing happens, you guys pull all-nighters, and it's been a long 24 hours or so for you. I, I guess the obvious question here, Mark, what happened yesterday? Well, I mean, what, what we're looking at um, is an un- it's an unusually warm period, but combine that with uh, this cold front that came down, combine warm, moist air coming up off of the Gulf of Mexico and off, Adla- off the Atlantic, Combine it with that cold front, and you get precipitation. Now, the one thing that uh, we've been dealing with over, the, over this uh, winter is a, a fairly deep snowpack to the north because of all the storms we've had this year. But that, warm, that long warm-up, uh, you know, relatively long, a few days warm-up, along with all that rain, hit the watershed all at once. And, of course, the ground is still frozen. So it's basically like imagine southern Ontario being completely made out of concrete. And that same thing, all that water hitting the concrete of, of this ground all just washed right into the rivers. And that's why we saw this incredible pulse of water going down the rivers that's still continuing now. I got to ask, I was down in Windsor on the weekend and uh, we were overlooking the Detroit River, of course, right down now, you know, between the two cities. And uh, it's... It's a much bigger piece of you know body of water than the, than the Grand. Well, I guess the Grand's pretty big in its own right. But anyway, we saw ice flows on the Detroit River, and I thought, boy, I, I, that that could be problematic. Well, that seemed to be the major problem, at least one of the factors in what happened along the Grand yesterday. Are those ice flows that I guess in 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 the ordinary passage of time probably wouldn't be as big during the flooding season. But uh, this is only February, right? And that's one of the that was again another one of these issues. I mean, everything combined together to make a, a huge problem. Um, and the ice flows that I saw in Brantford yesterday, I literally watched an ice flow be, or an ice jam be created in front of me, uh, went up against one of the uh, pedestrian bridges, and you could actually feel the bridge shaking as all this ice is slamming into the bridge. Uh, and the, uh, the police pulled us off there pretty quick, I can tell you. Um, but that's, what happens is it acts just like a, a, a dam that we would build. And as the ice you know, slams into something, an obstruction or a bend in the river, it builds down to the bottom of the river and eventually creates an actual dam. And then you end up with this problem of the water backing up. And, of course, it backs up. And we, we love to produce and build towns and cities right around water bodies of water. So now we've got a city in the way of this uh, of this water that's all backing up. I mean, flooding is not new to us. We we've already seen this happen in in different contexts. But as as you guys have been mentioning on the Weather Network, this is usually a spring phenomenon. This is something you talk about in March or early April uh, because of the thaw that goes on. I guess depending on how much precipitation, it, it's not usual to see something like this in February, is it? No, I mean it's not unheard of, and I like to say that. Um, but it's, it is unusual. We have seen this kind of thing before, uh, but the, the combination, just, it was just bad timing all around. We had this, this fairly deep snowpack. We've got uh, all this ice sitting on the, on, the, on the rivers because it was cold right up to this event. And then it got so warm that all the ice released at once. Uh, and again, as I said, 
the you know the ground is like concrete, so all the water, rather than soaking in the way it would in April or March, uh, it just washed right into the rivers and away all that all that water goes, and and that's a big problem in a longer sense too, because now we've lost a lot of that water for agriculture. So it's it's sort of a combination problem. <laughs> Is this a harbinger of things to come because of the, the a sudden thaw that we had in the mild weather? I mean, we've talked about the Grand River watershed and the impact that that's had. And we, we've talked about Brantford, obviously, because it's right next door to us here in the Hamilton area. But this really started way up at the source of the Grand uh, and I guess worked its way down uh, to Brantford. Uh, uh, now, I know the water has subsided because it stopped raining yesterday evening. But uh, what about the other watersheds? Is there a concern of what might happen there? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Grand is, I think, the big one because we've got so many people around it and it's, it's, uh, so many areas are dependent on that water and so many cities and towns have been built so close to the water. I think it's sort of our greatest impact and everybody always notices that one. But you've got other areas that, uh, that drain down towards, uh, let's say, uh, London, down towards Essex County, like yeah. you, where you were. Now, I'm not an expert in, in the, uh, the way the watersheds work, uh, but uh, what I can say is that, you know, as we've sort of watched the, the water you know, go, uh, we're watching another round of, of rain potentially coming in. won't be nearly as, as heavy as what we saw. Uh, but these are the kind of things that just will continue to happen. And unfortunately, because of where we live, flooding is going to be an issue far into the future. Well, and, and it is happening in other communities, and we've seen the, the terrible tragedy with the, uh, the missing young boy that uh, the, uh, was washed away and, and the, the problems that have gone on in Brantford over the last little while. Uh, it's chillier today. Is that, is that helping the situation? Uh, you know what? I'd love to say it, it is, but I don't think there's going to be enough cold to slow things down uh, in any way. I mean, we're going to go back up above zero fairly soon, uh, and then it's just going to stay warmer. So, you know, this little brief cold snap, it, it just doesn't have the, the, um, an, enough cold for long enough to, to freeze up those rivers again. So, I mean, we're just going to sort of see uh, the potential for this to happen again. But, and here, here's the big but, because of the ice, uh, all that ice gone now, we probably won't see a massive flood. This is sort of our spring flood a little bit early this year. So is, is this the worst of it then? I mean, when we do get into flood season, will a lot of that uh, moisture that, uh, that we usually anticipate, is that gone now? Well, I mean, that's, that's again, uh, it's one of these things you just don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, from what I've seen, though, like, again, keep in mind, a lot of that snowpack is gone, a lot of that ice is gone. So fingers crossed that even though we do see the, the heavy rains in April, we won't see uh, the kind of um, release that we've seen already with this. So... I mean, my fingers are crossed on this one because I don't want to see any other tragedies, uh, especially with, like, the one, uh, the boy in Grand, uh, Grand Valley, which is especially tough to take because I was there that night, uh, and uh, it happened just after I left Grand Valley, so that was, that was not easy. To frightening, frightening about. side to this whole story. Uh, yeah. Mark, as always, we count on you guys for up-to-date uh, information about this sort of stuff. You've done yeoman's work as per usual, but I'll leave you, as I always do after you and I have these conversations. Stay safe. Because uh, I know you're right on the edge there. But thanks so much for this today. No problem. My pleasure. Mark Robinson, of course, a weather specialist and a storm chaser with the Weather Network, who's on the scene in the Brantford area right now. So what is going to happen with this? Well, let's uh, ask Cameron Linwood, who is the communications coordinator with the Grand River Conservation Authority, joining us here on the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Cameron, thanks so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. My pleasure. Uh, we just heard from Mark Robinson from the Weather Network, who's on scene. Maybe give us your assessment on what you've seen and where we are now with the situation in Brantford. Yeah, we're certainly still uh, we're certainly still in the middle of an event. Um, our, our latest updates from the field this morning 
uh, confirmed that there is still an ice jam, a quite a significant ice jam, uh, south of where it was forming up yesterday, but uh, still certainly well within the uh, the confines of Brantford. Um, it uh, it does extend uh, quite a quite a bit south of Brantford, but there is uh, the the top end of the ice jam is still sort of in that in that area where we we saw some significant ice yesterday. Um, what we're seeing with respect to the river now is flows continue to uh, remain high through that reach. Uh, we just had a little bit of a, an extra um, additional flow come through from the Nith River, which is a, one of the tributaries to the Grand River. And uh, what we're seeing there now is uh, not necessarily a pronounced peak. I know there was some discussion yesterday around a second peak coming through this morning. Um, that second peak really isn't uh, so much as a peak as it will just sustain those water levels or those, those higher flows um, as this event continues. Now, what we are keeping a close eye on is that ice jam because obviously as we know ice jams tend to to back up and release without warning so we're going to continue to really keep a close eye on that today what are the what are the, the potential uh solutions to this i mean if, if the jam stays where it is uh do you try to break it up or do you just let nature take its course no and we've actually uh we will not try and break it up but what we do have is uh um a weather pattern in place now or over the next week or even 10 days right now based on forecast a weather pattern that is actually quite conducive to eroding ice jams. Um, when we're looking at uh, the weather, it's actually a, a diurnal weather pattern or one that uh, consists of warm days followed by cold nights. And that's almost like turning on and off a tap. So it allows those, uh, allows those ice jams to, to start eroding away through the day. And then as those cool temperatures move in overnight, it slows that melting process down and allows the, the river to assimilate and, and move some of that water downstream. What will also compound that is the amount of debris in that ice jam. So a lot of that wood and all that stuff, that heats up a little faster as well. So that'll actually help erode away that ice jam. That's one of the other things that we haven't talked about. We're more concerned with the immediate danger, as we should be in situations like this. But uh, but part of the task you guys, of course, have at the Conservation Authority uh, is you've got to look at the collateral damage after this, about the trees that have been uprooted and the other damage that's going to get washed away. It's, it's probably going to be significant. Oh, we, we've, I mean, the amount of debris wrapped up in this in the ice jams that have moved downstream uh, is absolutely incredible to see. Um, and where we look at that now is we continue to look at our downstream communities as well. Um, so we looked on down through Caledonia, Cayuga, into Dunville and Lake Erie, um, where that debris and all that ice will eventually end up. Um, and that's why we're keeping such a close eye on it, because we want to make sure that uh, those downstream communities are prepared in case that ice starts moving downstream. Um, the other piece we're doing is a proactive measure is we're bringing the Coast Guard back in today. Um, they're bringing their, uh, their icebreaker, the Griffin, into the mouth of the Grand River. Uh, they can't get very, too, very far up, only about 500 meters up or so, but they're going to spend a little bit of time out in Lake Erie to break out some of that ice that may be still there. Uh, we had them in earlier this week, but they're going to continue to break up that ice just to make sure that there's plenty of relief at the base of the Grand. This is, a, this is like a clogged drain in, in your house, isn't it? Except the fact that there's no release at the other end, and, and you need to relieve the pressure. I guess that's the first goal here. Yep, absolutely. You always want to make sure there's somewhere for the water to go. Um, as the Grand moves downstream, I mean, what we saw through Cambridge, what we saw through Brantford, and, and continuously through Brantford is a relatively uh, tightly confined river. As you move downstream towards the lake, there is a lot of floodplain relief down there as well. So the, the river really does get wide. It spreads out. So... What you saw is significant impacts in Brantford yesterday and even even into today. Um, that does dissipate as you move downstream. So while we're still keeping a, a high alert, there is some relief down there. 
Uh, I had the pleasure of working on the, the Conservation Authority here in the Hamilton area for a little while, so I, I know a little bit about some sort of the, the challenges that you guys are facing. I mean, we all love the water. We love to look at the water. We love to be close to the water. But uh, you at the Conservation Authority have to look at the bigger picture here about floodplains, and you just alluded to that. And when things like that happen, obviously we have people that are living on those floodplains, and, and, and there's recreational activities going on on those floodplains. Uh, I know there was an evacuation order yesterday. Is that still in effect? And, and if so, how long do you think it's going to be that way? Uh, the evacuation order was uh, was put in place by the uh, by the city of Brantford. That's a question more more focused on them. But uh, my understanding is that it was going to remain in place until at least noon today, while they reassess things. And obviously, with that ice jam still in play, they're going to continue to keep a very close eye on that. Because that's obviously a, a, one of the concerns I would think at this stage is, is until you get that flow that can go all the way back over to Lake Erie, there is the possibility if there's a sudden surge that uh, that the floodplain is obviously going to be the target. Yep, certainly there's a, I mean, when we look at uh, a potential surge for from an ice jam releasing in Brantford, um, the bigger concern will be the amount of debris going downstream, but there is quite a bit of lead time as we get down into Haldeman County and on down through um, Dunville and, and Caledonia and Cayuga and those stretches. Um, there is a bit of time for the for the river to uh, to, to carry that flow down, so we, we do have some ability to make sure that the residents are well prepared, more so than they've already um, been doing. They've a lot of those residents who live in that floodplain have been preparing in advance. They've been getting all their valuables up out of the up out of their basements and and making sure that they're more aware of the river conditions going on. Cameron, did you see this coming? I mean, we knew the weather, as as Mark was telling us from the Weather Network, we knew the weather for the last uh, twenty four to thirty six hours before this really started to happen yesterday uh, was was basically conducive to this sort of thing happening. But but could you see something forming like 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 a meteorologist could look up at the sky and say, "Oh my gosh, it looks like the, you know there's there's something tornadic happening or something like that." I mean, it just looked like everything was coming together for an event like this. We were in a position where we were able to get um, warnings starting to, we were starting to put out warnings um, Friday into Saturday. Uh, we were starting to notify the entire watershed that um, there was this frontal event coming. And with the frontal event, obviously, that brought the significant amount of rain, that brought the warm temperatures. Um, but where the challenge existed um, with these ice jams is, is two events we actually had back in January. And those events um, were, were thaw events that broke up the river ice. And um, they weren't long enough thaw events, and they actually cooled down very, very quickly and very, very significantly afterwards. So they locked in those ice jams uh, up and down the Grand. Um, what we are seeing is really strong ice and really significant ice. And anybody in Brantford or, or Cambridge can attest to the fact that that ice is very, very thick. And that's because we had such cold temperatures through the month of December that it really helped build up that ice. Let me ask you the same question I asked Mark Robinson about the long-term effects of this. Uh, you're expecting every spring to see uh, the possibility of floods along the Grand, and uh, some of those have been horrific over the years. I think we all remember some of those pictures of uh, of Cambridge where the water was uh, just uh, basically it was waist-deep in some of the major intersections in that town, uh, and it can happen. We understand that. But with this event right now, does that make the, the spring thaw and the possibility of flooding uh, less of a problem, or are you still anticipating that it could be still problematic? Well, we, we recognize that we're still sitting in February right now, and there's still, uh, still quite a little bit of winter and spring left, obviously. So we want to make sure that uh, we're keeping an eye on a number of different uh, factors going on. We did lose most of the snowpack across the watershed with this event. So where we came into uh, came into effect specifically was we were able to operate our reservoirs upstream. We have seven water control reservoirs upstream um, on the Grand and Conestoga and, and Speed Rivers. 
And what those reservoirs did was they took in a lot of that runoff and a lot of that rainfall. So we pretty much filled up our reservoirs to help reduce downstream flows for this event. Now what we look at is how we operate those reservoirs for the next month because we're a few weeks ahead of our filling cycle. So normally we'd fill those with all that snowpack melting slowly in the spring. Now we've had to we've had to fill those reservoirs a little bit sooner. So we're going to look at those and keep an eye on things and sort of see what the weather systems are going to do for the next few weeks. But that'll that'll sort of dictate how things work going forward. The good news out of this whole thing, if there is a silver lining, is uh, for people to understand that uh, that you at the Conservation Authority uh, anticipate that things like this can happen in watersheds. You work with the, the communities, and in this case, of course, the city of Brantford and others to develop uh, plans just in case. Uh, you put that plan into effect, and it seems to have worked uh, so far so good. And, uh, so congratulations on that, and uh, let's hoping that we've seen the works of this already. We've had an incredible opportunity to work very closely with all of our all of our municipal partners up and downstream as we work through this event. And uh, certainly my hat's off to them as far as their response plans and, and the way they've been able to keep their residents safe and, uh, and, and deal with the situation as it's gone downstream. I mean, we've been providing them with as much information as possible as this event has moved downstream. And the nature of ice jams are very unpredictable. Um, and the response they've they've dealt with that unpredictability has just been incredible to watch. It certainly has. Uh, Cameron, thanks so much for this, and continue good luck as we get through this. Appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Take care. Cameron Linwood, a communications coordinator with the Grand River Conservation Authority. Stay safe uh, up in Brantford, and I know down in Dunville and Caledonia they're keeping an eye on these things, and we'll try to post any new information that we get as it becomes available. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.